men and women in service for the United Nations, we present a rebroadcast of Blondie, starring Arthur Lake as Dagwood Bumstead and Penny Singleton as Blondie. Before we get on with the show, here's a special musical selection by that sensational new band, Frankie Carl and his orchestra. the day that Mr. Dithers is getting out of the hospital, and Dagwood and Blondie, and of course Mrs. Dithers, have gone to the hospital to help him leave. The leg that Mr. Dithers broke, kicking Dagwood out of his office several weeks ago, is not entirely mended yet, and he, uh, details. Let's look into Mr. Dithers' hospital room and see what's going on there. Uh, well, J.C., I uh, guess you'll be out of here in a few minutes now, huh? Uh, how do you feel, Mr. Dizzing? Terrible. Yeah, huh? I'm still a very sick man, Blondie. Mm. Oh. Why, Julius, I thought your leg mended. I think I got another run in it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Julius, I don't think there's anything wrong with you at all. I'm not a well man. I, I can't leave here today. Oh. Why, Mr. Dizzing, I'm surprised. I thought you wanted to get out of here and get back to the office. Yeah, Mr. Gibbons. I thought you just couldn't wait to get out of the hospital so you could hammer me over the head with your crutches. <laughs> well, I have been looking forward to that glorious moment, but I've had a relapse. Oh. oh, personally, I think he enjoys lounging around the hospital. How can you lounge around with a broken leg? I don't know, but I'll bet you do. I uh, just came in to check you over before we throw you out. <laughs> I'm really not feeling very well, Doctor. Do I have to leave? I'm afraid so. You know that pretty little brunette, Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I here pay very little attention to nurses. 
But uh, I think I know the one you mean. East 235 camp. <laughs> well, she said that either you'd have to leave or she'd leave. So, you've got to leave. <laughs> well, so that's the cause of your relapse, you crumb. From now on, I'm going to be your nurse, Poochie. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Dr. Crank, is Mr. Diggers really well enough to leave the hospital? Yeah, but we wouldn't want anything to happen to him. Uh, uh, that is, nothing too serious. Oh, he'll be perfectly all right. I hope. Oh, yeah. I, I think you ought to give him an examination before he leaves. Well, if it'll rest your mind, I'll give him a quick brush. <laughs> Get away from me, you carpenter. I'm perfectly all right. As you'll be on crutches for a while, Mr. Dibbers, I hope you won't try to chase any young ladies on them. Dr. Crunch, have you met Mrs. Dibbers, for heaven's sake? Oh, yes. Yes, indeed, yes. I know Mrs. Dibbers. Oh, yes, indeed. And I know my husband. Oh, oh yes, indeed, and I know my boss. <laughs> my goodness, it seems to me that... <laughs> It's taking a long time to get Mr. Diggers out of the hospital. He certainly got in much faster. Yeah, he just picked his way in. Well, Mr. Diggers, let's see how you are. We'll put this thermometer in your mouth. No one's going to put a thermometer in your That's it. <clears throat> Mrs. Diggers, would you mind holding this thermometer in Mr. Diggers' mouth? Oh, not at all. I hate to impose on you this way, but he's biting my hand. <laughs> Doctor, why don't you bite him right back? Excellent idea. Get away from me. Hand me my crutches. Let's get out of here as fast as possible. That's an excellent idea, Mr. Dibbers. Oh, uh, before you leave, here's a little souvenir of your visit here. What is it? My bill. Let me see it, you snake oil salesman. Oh! Oh, wow! Oh, Mr. Dibbers, don't eat the thermometer. <laughs> Oh, wait a minute, girls. Why are you leading me into my office blindfolded? It's hard enough for me to get around on these crutches. What's going on? Oh, we've got a little surprise for you, Julia. Yes, Mr. Diggers. Cora and I have fixed your office up while you've been in the hospital, and we want you to be surprised. Bumstead. Huh? What if they jump to my office? Uh, oh, you'll be surprised, all right. Ha, ha, ha. Why don't you sit right here in your chair, Mr. Diggers? Where is my chair? I'm blindfolded, you know. Oh, yeah. I can't feel anything but air underneath me. Yeah. I know how you feel, J.C. Once I sat down where a chair wasn't and I didn't sit down again for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I've found it. Now take the blindfold off, will you? Uh, wait a minute. I, I want to get out of the office first. Why, Dagwood, aren't you going to stay and see how surprised Mr. Diggers is when he sees his surprise? Uh, no, thank you. I'd rather not, thank you. I... I'd feel much safer sitting on the edge of Vesuvius and dangling my feet over the side. <laughs> I'll come back later, after the lava's cooled off a little bit. Well, come on. What awful things have you females done to my office? Oh, now, Mr. Diggers, we've just fixed it up a little, and I'll bet anything that it's the darlingest office in town. Oh, no. Take this blindfold off. Oh, right now, Julius, hold still. There we are. Surprise! Surprise! Good grief. Put the blindfold back on again. <laughs> oh, Julia, don't you like it? Why, Mr. Diggers, don't tell us you're not crazy about the lovely lace curtains on the window. Oh, no. I haven't seen them. 
I look at your dress, Julius. We put a cute little ruffled skirt all around it. Oh. Isn't it lovely? It's just like the skirt around my dressing table. Oh. Did it have to be pink? What in the world is that thing where the water cooler used to be? That is the water cooler, Julius. Oh, yes, we just put a slip cover over it. Oh. It was sort of ugly looking, and now I think it's kind of sweet. Why didn't you put pants on the pencils? Don't <laughs> look at this office. It's monstrous. I had these walls painted a nice, inoffensive battleship gray. And now look at them. Covered with the jerkiest, bumsteadiest wallpaper I've ever seen. Julius, we thought that wallpaper was simply lovely. Don't you love those little orange and green cupids? They're driving me nuts. That's the busiest wallpaper I've ever seen. <laughs> it just goes woodly doodly, woodly doodly, idly piddly pants all over the wall. Now, I think it does a lot for your office. And it does something for your personality, too. Sure, it's going to drive me crazy. I may look perfectly sane right now. But don't be surprised if I start going... <laughs> oh, oh, well, at least you like the little blue and red bows we put on the filing cabinet. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, this is terrible. You've ruined my office. I'll have to have the whole place done over again. Oh, Julius, you mean you don't like it at all? Oh, Mr. Gibbs, and we worked so hard to get everything cleaned up and, and to make the office really dingy. But I'm not the dainty type. Well, you could try, try to be. Never. I'll bet I'm the only man in the world who's got what's practically a hand-embroidered office. Why, this place looks more like a boudoir. Even smells like a boudoir. Well, uh, Julius, we did spray a little toilet water around. No! I knew it. Oh, <laughs> I think we'd better just sort of sneak out. I'm afraid we made too many changes oh. at once. Oh, but Cora, that didn't make his eyes look so glossy. Mm. We'll, uh, we'll go shopping and come back later. Well, goodbye, Mr. Gibbons. Goodbye, Julius. Oh, if anyone came into this office and saw it now, they'd call me Julia Gibbons. Bonsted! Come into my office. Oh. Look at my office. I don't see anything. Well, open your eyes. Uh, do I have to look, Mr. Gillies? I did. Uh, oh, my. It is sort of an interesting nightmare, isn't it? <laughs> you think it's funny, eh? Uh, oh, no. I'm just laughing because I... I haven't got anything else to do. <laughs> all this happened while you were in charge of the Divis Company, and I'm holding you responsible. You've got to make all the adjustments here at your own expense. I'll take care of these guys. See, huh? Yes. Oh, my. Well, well, uh, Mr. Dennis, I know how. I, I, I could make things look a little more natural, but uh, you'll have to cooperate with me. I'll cooperate. What do you want me to do? Well, uh, things would look more natural if you just wear a skirt. Come <laughs> <laughs> I have you know I'm not the flowered chintz type. Uh, no, you're more of a dotted Swiss. No. Well, let me hear, Bumstead. Yeah. You took advantage of me when I was in a hospital with a broken leg. You forced me to make you a vice president. Yeah, but... You've messed things up in my absence. And now I'm demoting you. De 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 demoting me? Yes. I'm demoting you from vice president to temporary second assistant office boy. Oh, oh, oh. Junior grade. Oh. 
but, 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 Mr. Dick, can you afford to demote me to, to, to what you, uh, to, uh, the assistant, uh, the vice, uh, the thing, uh, what you said? What do you mean, can I afford it? Well, haven't you seen the new Dithers Company stationery? No, let me see. Yeah, here it is. Oh, J.C. Dithers Construction Company? J.C. Dithers President? Uh-huh. Dagwood Bumstead, permanent vice president. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's me. <laughs> Bumstead! Huh? How much of this stationery did you order? I got a five-year supply. Oh, no! Well, I, I figured that would make permanent last at least four or five years. <laughs> and look at this. Huh? Look at your name there. Uh, well, I, I just put my name underneath yours, J.C., that's yes, all. Yes, but your name is in bigger type. Well, well it must have been a, a, type, a typographical error. <laughs> well... I'm going to send this stationery back to the prison, having put a big black blot across your name. Oh, oh. And underneath it will say, permanently censored. Uh, now, where are the keys to the office I gave you? Oh, yes, right here, Mr. Giddy, but uh, I don't think the keys will work very good. Well, why not? Well, I, I suppose I ought to tell you that while you were away, I had a man change the locks on all the doors, including the locker for the drinking cup. <laughs> oh, Bumstead, you, you can't. That's the last camel that broke the shawls. You're fired. Fired? Yes, like out of a cannon. I'm sorry I can't do it that way. No, no, Mr. Giddy. You're, you're just joking now, aren't you? Huh? Oh, uh, Dagwood. Yeah. Chum. Hand me one of my crutches, will you? Oh, oh, sure. Sure, here you are, Mr. Giddy. Thank you. No, no, I want to get hold of the bottom end. Uh, oh, yes, here. Mm. It's got a beautiful balance. Mm, it has that. Mr. Giddick, you were just joking about firing me, weren't you? Well, <laughs> turn around with your back to me, Dagwood. Like this, huh? Yeah, now stoop over and pick up that pin. Oh, sure, I'll get it. Now a good swing. been fired. Oh, Jack, but Mr. Gibbons didn't kick you out of his office again. No, he didn't kick me out. He batted me out. Oh. I sailed out like a high foul down the third baseline. I, I really didn't think he'd fire me, Blondie. Well, Dad, but Mr. Giddy's is sort of upset today. Mm. He really didn't appreciate what Cora and I did to his office. Why, I'll never know. Mm. I thought his office was adorable. Yeah, well, let's get back to me, honey. I'm a tragic figure. I'm the only man in America unemployed. <laughs> now, Dad, would you know that Mr. Ditters needs you? Yeah, but Mr. Ditters doesn't know that. <laughs> well, why don't you just wait until he finds out and hires you back? Well, that's okay, but what do we do for money all those years? <laughs> all right, dear. I know you're worried about it. Do you know when Mr. Ditters wanted to get you back to work for him when he fired you before? Yeah. He tried a sob story on you. Why, he almost had you in tears. Yeah, I know he did, Blondie. I, I didn't believe his story, but he... Oh, it's so well I couldn't help myself. Well, there's no reason you can't go back and give Mr. Ditters a sob story of your own. Uh, get him in tears. 
Get him so he's sobbing onto his desk blotter. Yeah, but what will I use for a story? Well, you've got a wife and two children and a dog and five puppies who like to eat regularly. What more do you want? Yeah, I guess so, but... Blondie, I, I, I don't know how to go about it. Well, dear, I'll sort of give you a story and coach you, and, and then I'll go along with you when you see Mr. Gibbons. You will? Yes. Now, you'll have to start out by going into his office and, and uh. saying something like, uh, uh. like, um, well, uh, Mr. Gibbons, I didn't come back to the office to complain about you firing me. No, I came back to thank you. To thank you for all the wonderful things you've done for me. And to tell you that it kind of hurts me right here and makes me choke up to think that I'll no longer be working for one of the finest men I ever knew. Yes, he is a fine man, too. Oh, Dadwood, stop sniffling. Uh, what? You've got to make Mr. Gibbers break down and sob and not yourself. Oh, yeah, that's right. Now, let's start practicing what you're going to say. Yeah. And when you're good enough, you can try it out on Mr. Gibbers. You remember what you're going to say, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so, Blondie. Well, I'll wait right here outside his office while you go in and work on his tear glands. Yeah, okay, but oh my goodness, I, I, I'm not sure I can make him cry. I should have brought an onion along. That's all right, Dad, but I brought one. Oh, here. Put it under your own eyes. Huh? Yeah, like this. Hey, hey, you'll have me in tears. Well, that'll make it look authentic. Oh, and remember when you say it, it kind of hurts me right here. Uh, for heaven's sake, don't reach for the handkerchief in your hip pocket. Uh, oh, no, no, I won't. I, well, I, I, I guess I'm ready. Now, now, get to the side of the door, Blondie. I, I'm going to knock. All right. Good luck, dear. Yeah. Well, who is it? It's Judge Dagwood, your faithful friend. Uh, come in. If you dare. Hello, faithful friend. Oh, Lassie, go home. <laughs> faithful friend. What did you want? Uh, oh, uh, what, what did I want? Uh, oh, yes. Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Gibbons, I didn't come back to the office to complain about you firing me. No, I came back to thank you. To thank you... To thank you for... Thank you. To thank you for all the wonderful things you've done for me and to tell you it kind of hurts me. Right here. Where? Right here. That's indigestion. It, well, it, it could be appendicitis, couldn't it, huh? Well, let's hope it's nothing trivial. No. Finish what you're going to say and scram. Oh, and scram? Uh, well, wait, wait a minute. I, I, I was going to say that... Uh, that, that uh, that it, that, excuse me for a minute, Mr. Gibbons. Blondie, Blondie, where was I? I wanted to tell you that it kind of hurts me. Oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> well, what was that? I, I just, uh, uh, stuck my head outside to sneeze a minute. <laughs> what happened to the sneeze? It evaporated. <laughs> Mr. Gibbons, I wanted to tell you that it kind of hurts me right here. You said that. It, oh, yes, I did. And it makes me choke up to think I'll no longer be working for one of the finest men I ever knew. Why, well, why, thank you, Dagwood. You've been a real friend, a good pal and a buddy to me. And I'm going to miss your cherry smile and pleasant voice. Why, Dagwood, this is almost touching. And, Mr. Dennis, I always think of you as a... Being a kind, pig-hearted. Pig-hearted? Oh, <laughs> Did you 
old friend. I, I mean, pig-headed. No. Bumstead. No, no, I, I meant big-headed. No, no. You mean big-hearted. Well, I... Oh, I did? Oh, yes, I did. Excuse me a minute. I, I feel a sneeze coming on again. Blimey, my goodness, what, what shall I do now? Give up. Huh? You've ruined his mood. Oh. Pretend you just saw me, and then I'll come in and try to see what I can do. Yeah, I'll pretend I just saw you. Oh, hello there, Blondie. Oh, hello there, dear. Oh, hello, Mr. Dibby. Uh, well, Dagwood, why don't you start cleaning out the desk in your office? Oh, I don't think it needs it, Blondie. Oh, yes, it does, dear. No, I don't think. Yes, yes. No, I guess it does. Yeah, I'll see you later. Oh, well, Mr. Dibby, we're certainly going to miss you. You've been wonderful to us, and we've certainly had some good times together. I think Dagwood and I have valued your friendship more than anyone else. Yes, at cut-rate prices. <laughs> and, you know, I don't believe our children will ever forget you either. You've been sort of like an uncle to them. Yeah, carbuncle. <laughs> and they think a lot of you, too. Just the other day, little Alexander said, Gee, Mom, Mr. Githers is really a wonderful guy, isn't he? And I said, yes, of course. And Dagwood said, Alexander, I always know that I can count on Mr. Diggins. He's a person who will never fail me. He's the nicest, swellest, sweetest guy I, I, I ever met. Did, uh, did Daddy say that about his old friend, did he? <laughs> yes, he didn't. I mean, uh, you know he feels that way about you, Mr. Diggins. Gee, I've been a deal to him. Why haven't I appreciated him more? <laughs> hey, how are you doing, honey? Are you breaking him down? Oh, yes, Blondie, you were just handing me a top story. Okay, Bumpstead, scram. Hey, no, 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 Mr. Diddy, don't get upset. You, you need me here. I need you like I need a hole in my head. Oh, oh now, come on, Mr. Diddy. Hire me back. You know, it's, it's really almost a sin to fire a vice president. It's, it, well, it just isn't being done anymore. Oh, just a minute, Dagwood. Huh? I think it would be better to let Mr. Gibbs fire you, and then you can sue him for spanking you with his crutch. Huh? And you can collect, too. Hey, 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 that's right, Bonnie. And you know how Mr. Gibbs always gets into trouble in court calling the judge an nincompoop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good idea. Well, go ahead and sue me. Huh? You couldn't prove anything. Uh, is this the crutch you spanked Dagwood with? Yes, and I loved every second of it. Why, Mr. Diggers, look at this. Oh, oh my. Did he break that across me? Say, the crutch is broken. <laughs> oh, yes. So we'll just take this along for evidence. Hey, just a moment. Uh, uh, Daddy. Oh, boy. Uh, yes. Uh, well, uh, so long, dirty old poochie. Uh -huh. Come on, Blondie. Mm -hmm. All right, dear. Goodbye, Mr. Goody. No, no, wait. So long, old Dagwood, boy. Dagwood, uh, I really wasn't going to fire you for good. Uh, you uh, really weren't? Oh, no. I just wanted to try to squeeze your salary down a little. Mm. I'll hire you back. Vice President again, same salary. Oh, boy, okay. It's a deal. Congratulations, Mr. Diddy. Well, what do you mean? Congratulations on coaxing me back to work for you. Mm. Uh, Bumstead. Mm. Don't tease me or I'll run your little finger into the pencil shop now. Oh. <laughs> now, now, boys. Boys, you mustn't quarrel. Congratulations, Dagwood. Oh, thanks, Blondie. Oh, you were wonderful, dear. You were so calm and self-assured. Yeah. And so masterful. That's me. And so forceful and dynamic. That's me. Why, 
Why, you're the most wonderful man in the world. Oh, thank you, honey. <laughs> Mr. Giddens? What? I want a for a few more weeks. <laughs> I uh, feel I ought to look a little more uh, distinguished. No, Dagwood. You cannot carry a cane. Uh, no, I, I didn't mean that, honey. I didn't mean that at all. Uh, what I mean was that, well, uh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, could I grow a mustache, please? Yes, dear. I'll let you grow a mustache on one condition. You will? <laughs> okay, well, what's the condition? That you let me dye my hair green. <laughs> Blondie is played by Penny Singleton and Dagwood by Arthur Lake. The musical score is composed and conducted by William Ott.